Would you pray with me? Lord, thank you for a great time of music and worship we've already had. And, and God, in our next moments together, open our hearts, Lord. May we hear what you want us to hear. May we hear, God, what we need to hear. Uh, so we'll leave here a little bit different, God, that we will respond in a way that to this message that may save our marriage, our, our life, our reputation. Help us to say yes to whatever it is we need to say yes to tonight. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Linnea. Wasn't Linnea in the choir very good tonight? Monday was Memorial Day. Memorial Day is a great day for many reasons. And one reason, uh, a secondary reason I like it is because there's a lot of military shows on that day. And uh, I, like, uh, I like shows where people are shot and they're shooting, things like that. Uh, still Magnolias, if they would have used guns, it would have been much, much better. Or Hope Floats, you know, but... Uh, Amen. Yeah, if you're a man and you don't agree with that, you've, we, we need counseling for you. But, you know, hopefully the, the battles that we saw the other day, D-Day, uh, uh, things like that, the Battle of the Bulge, hopefully those are some of the things that you and I will never have to be a part of. We'll never have to be engaged in. But the truth is, is that we all have battles, don't we? And tonight in 1 Corinthians 10, we're going to look at a battle are battles that you have, I guarantee you have, with temptation, okay? We're in 1 Corinthians 10, we're going to look at verses 12 through 14. We may go back uh, in a few weeks and look at verses 1 through 11 because they're great verses. But folks, I want to tell you this evening, you have struggles with temptations. And I will, I will say this again later in the sermon but here's why you really need to hear what God has to say to you tonight. Because how you deal with these battles may determine whether your marriage survives or if it disintegrates, whether you lose your reputation, you hurt your Christian witness. If you go to Angola State University for five or six years, it, everything is dependent. Everything is dependent on how you deal with the temptations that you're going to face, okay? Now, I want to give you a great thought as we start about this message. You can meet your temptations successfully. You can. We have a question mark there, and that's my fault on the screen, but it's not a question mark. You can meet your temptations successfully. Now, in the New Testament, this is very important. Sometimes the word temptation and trial are used interchangeably. And, and basically, a temptation means a temptation from Satan or from someone else or from the world itself to tempt you, to pull you into sin. God never, God never tempts you to sin. The Bible says that. God will never try to lure you into sin. But the word can also be used for the concept of being tested. And God will test you. God will test you to see if you're faithful. Satan's going to test you to try to get you to be unfaithful. But the concepts this evening, I think, that we're talking about are both of those. The, the, the 
the testing that comes that makes you want to quit, that makes people want to give up on life and take their own life, makes them want to throw in the towel and walk away when they shouldn't walk away, and also the temptation to sin and do evil. And the great news tonight is we can meet these things successfully. Now, I want to give you a couple of thoughts from these verses that I think are very important. Here's the first one. Know that you're going to be tempted until you check out. Check out is the politically correct word of saying dying, punching out, or whatever you, however you want to describe it, but we're all going to at some point, correct? You're going to be tempted. Verse 13, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Uh, But you're going to be tempted. You're going to, as long as you're in this game of life, one of my grandparents the last seven or eight years of her life, she was mentally, uh, she had checked out. Someday when I get to heaven, I, I really do. I want to ask her, what did you experience? Were you tempted? I, I don't know, but I know this. As long as you are in the game, you're going to be tempted. You're going to face temptations. That's just, just part of it. I, I saw this this week, and I don't know. I think some of these people even lied in this. This was a, this was a, th- a group of thousands of people in the U.S. that were asked, what tempts you? Uh, the first question was sex. Does sex tempt you? This would be married people being involved with people they shouldn't be or young people being involved sexually. Maybe it's pornography. 50% of the men said yes. It's higher than that. I, the people lie in these polls. 22% of the women. Food. I thought this was interesting. Only 30% of men said they were tempted by ice cream. Why, 56% of you women did. That made me feel kind of proud. I believe men lied in that, don't you men? Money, I think they lied on this. 14% of the men said they were tempted to do things they shouldn't do to get extra money. Only in 15% of the women. Women are greedier and hungrier than we are, amen? Goes back to Eve, doesn't it? Alcohol, men said 7% said they were tempted to abuse alcohol. I think it's higher than that. Women, 2%. Power, the need to be in control. Only 2% of men said that. That's a lie, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Women, again, women, it was 7. Women are a group more, are, they want food more, they want power more, and they want money more than us. So I feel better about myself, don't y'all, this evening, men? But those are things that we struggle with. But here's, here's something that really is important. You don't get to a point in your life where you're not going to be tempted. Oh, pastor, you don't know how spiritual I am. Oh, I don't. But I know this, you're not there. When you walk into heaven, they wheel you into Kilpatrick's and you walk into heaven, that's when your temptations stop. You get that? Jesus Christ was tempted, I believe, all the time he was here on this earth. You know, when he was in the, uh, uh, the, the wilderness for that 40 days and being tempted, we're told of a couple of temptations. I believe the devil was bombarding him constantly. And in, it's in one of the Gospels, it says, in, after the devil tempted him in the wilderness, it says he left him waiting for an opportune time. If Jesus was tempted, you're going to be tempted too, okay? Here's the second thing. This is the thing you better get a hold of. Know that you can fall. Know that you certainly can fall. Okay, you do not have to raise your hand on this. This is rhetorical because if you don't raise your hand, we're going to all be troubled. Do you really think that you can mess your life up terribly? 
So I'm telling you, there's people that don't think that. Oh, I might mess up. I might blow it a little bit. But I, I am too spiritual, too smart, too intelligent. I will never fall to temptation in a big way. Look in verse 12, a verse you need to memorize. So if you, were, if you think you are standing firm and you're a Baptist and you love Jesus, you don't have to worry. You'll never fall. That's in the Greek. You can't read that in the English. Okay? No, it doesn't say that. It says if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Literally, that biblical word fall there is the picture of a tower collapsing, a building being demolished, and they hit the buttons, and the dynamite works, and the building just completely falls in or an old barn giving in to its weak structure and it just collapsing and God's saying listen if you don't think that you can fall you are self-deluded now he's talking to these Corinthians and he just got finished earlier in this chapter talking about idolatry sexual sin and grumbling And I bet about the Jewish people doing this in the past and God smiting them. Don't you love the word smite? Isn't that a great biblical word? Take your child home tonight and smite them with a belt. That's a good word. And and so I imagine what they were thinking is they were thinking, now, these Jewish people back, you know, thousands of years ago, they just weren't as smart as we are. And they worshiped idols and they committed sexual sin and they grumbled against each other and God smited them, but that would never happen to us. And God said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You think that you're standing firm. Oh, please be careful. Least you fall and make a huge mess of your life. One of the words or the concepts of this falling is a word. I I want you to write this down because this is really sad. It really disturbed me. When he says, be careful that you don't fall, it is the picture of a tower falling. But it's also the picture of falling out of favor with God. How many of you want to fall out of favor with God? God will never stop loving you. But he says, be careful to think that you can't fall out of favor with God. Let me give you some stories of overconfidence. In 1979, I was a junior in high school, and I'm not making this up. The Friday night before, we had played Clayton. Clayton's on vacation. We had played his high school football team, and we had beat him bad. I mean, we had roughed him up. And if I'd only known that he was on the other team, boy, I would I had fun that night. So we're playing, we're playing the next Friday night our arch rivals, who in the history of our schools, we had dominated and probably beat them 85% of the time. But they, well, they were still our heated rivals. Our best player, an all-state linebacker, is, is on the radio on Tuesday. And here's what he says to the radio guy. The radio guy says, Ned, what do you think about the game Friday night? Here's what he said. There is no way they will beat us. And you know the rest of that story, don't you? 22 to 20, they beat us. Don't ever, ever, ever say or think that you can't lose or that you can't fall. Everybody here remembers the Titanic, don't you? I think we even have a picture of the Titanic. Andy was chaplain on the Titanic. The Titanic, 100 years ago, April 14th and 15th, you know, it it went down. Now, you know the Titanic was the unsinkable ship, literally. 
And, and you know, and I don't know if this is true, but it's been, it was said in the movie and said a lot, but one of the people, a lady said she was concerned about the seas, the icebergs, and he said, ma'am, God himself couldn't sink this ship. That ship, the unsinkable ship, did not make one complete voyage. Here's what God says, please, 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 do not think that you can't fall. Humility is a beautiful thing. Pride is an ugly thing. Humility makes you look better, and humility is a helmet, and it's a chest plate. It protects you. Point number two, if you want to be successful against temptation, never forget that you can fall. And here's a good thing after some hard things. Know that God will never allow the temptation to become too strong. Isn't that good? Oscar Wilde, an Irishman, said, I can resist everything but temptation. <laughs> Don't you agree with that? But God says, listen, I will never allow it to become too strong. I will never allow that temptation to quit or to sin to become too strong. In verse 13, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. I'll explain that in a moment. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. Now, isn't that great? Here's what he's saying. He's saying, guys, you're going to be tempted to sin. You're going to be tempted to cheat on your husband or your wife. Teenagers, you're going to be tempted to do things morally that you should not do. You're going to be tempted to cut corners and cheat people in business. You're going to be tempted to look at things on the Internet you shouldn't. You're going to be tempted to gossip and to slander but God's, God's saying this, I am not going to allow that temptation to become too strong. How many of you ever want to just throw in the towel and quit? Many of us. You know what? God says, thank you, Jacob. God said, I'm never going to allow it to become to the point you can't handle it. Isn't that great news? Isn't that great news? Now, here's another thing that passage says. No matter what you're facing... It's common to mankind. Now, here's what God's saying on this, and, and I think this is very, very, very important. I don't know what you're going through tonight, but I know if you live much longer, you're going to face temptations to, to make some, some horrible decisions. You're going you're gonna to go through some trials again where you're going to want to quit. You're going to want to walk away from the right things, and God gives you this promise no matter what it is you face, oftentimes when we're going through the worst of the troubles, we feel like nobody's ever been through this before, correct? And, and you, feel, but you feel like you're on an island, you're out there by yourself. Nobody's ever been through this before but me. And, and part of that's not being a self-centered baby. The part, part of that's just how you feel when, when you're up to here uh, in, in floodwaters for 50 straight days. It's just overwhelming. And what God says, listen, God says, get a hold of this promise. No matter what you go through, somebody has gone through it before of the billions of people who've walked this earth, and somebody has faced it successfully. Isn't that great? 1983, I, had, I was a young Christian. I was going through some really tough times. And, and as a young Christian, as a young man, I didn't understand everything that was going on. And, man, I just... I mean, I really, I just wanted to quit on life. I just wanted to give up. And this passage really helped me because it helped me understand that no matter how heavy the burden was, that God wasn't going to let it get too heavy. Okay? Now, folks, that doesn't mean it may not get a, a lot heavier than you want it to get. You get that? 
but it'll never get too heavy. And here's the other thing that helped me, knowing that somebody somewhere had faced what I'm facing before and made it through successfully. Isn't that good news? See, when, when you're going through temptations and you're going through trials and you're saying, boy, I don't know if I can make it, hold on to this fact that God's never going to allow it to become too much for you. Okay? You're going to have to depend heavily on him. He'll never allow it to become too much for you. And secondly, that no matter what you're facing, somebody else has faced it and made it through successfully. Folks, that's real, real good news. Okay? Now, here's the fourth thing that's really good news. God will provide an escape route. God will provide an escape route. And you need an escape route. I need an escape route. In verse 13 no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will provide a way out. We'll look at the last part of that verse in a moment. Literally, this way out 2,000 years ago was a military term. It was a picture of a, a, an army that was trapped in a battle. They're being defeated. It looks like they're being surrounded, and they're going to be overwhelmed and overran. And all of a sudden, somebody spots a way out, a road, a mountain pass, some way we can get through the enemy and we can escape safely. And see, that's what God's saying to you and to me. Now, I want to tell you, you need to hear this. The problem is not with the exits. The problem is we don't want to take the exit. But what God is saying is, I will provide an escape route. You see these lighted exits here. If you've ever been in here when the, when the lights go out, those stay on for a reason. That They stay on for a reason for emergencies. Okay, let's say we're in here at 7 o'clock during the winter. And all of a sudden, uh, without warning, the lights go out and this room is within a minute filled up with smoke. Those lights come on and stay on to do what? to provide us an escape route when we need it the most. God's saying this, I will provide an escape route. The problem is not the escape route. The problem is the escapee, amen? There's a little boy, seven-year-old boy, loved cookies. He had to be a, probably going to be a minister someday, wasn't he? Come on. Love cookies. And he would, he would do, he would go in and he, after school, he'd play and he'd go in and he'd eat some cookies. I used to do that too. And, and, and his mama caught him and she knew because, you know, then he wouldn't want to eat his spinach and all that terrible stuff. And, and so she told him one day, he's in there and she's fixing to get some cookies. She said, no, do not eat any. If you eat any cookies, I'm going to spank you. There's going to be no television tonight. It's back in the good days when you could spank them, you know, that was Okay. And he said, okay, I, I want any cookies. About five minutes later, she comes back in. He's standing about two feet away from the cookie jar just staring at it. She said, son, what are you doing? He said, mama, I'm fighting temptation. Well, that is funny, but you don't get it, but it is funny. But see, listen, and, and you talk to Brandon or Andy who are professional counselors, and they'll tell you this. There is something bizarre in our nature. We want to test how far we can go with stuff. Am I not right, counselors? And it's not cookies for us adults. It's sin. It, it, it's, it's getting on Facebook and it's talking to that person that in your spouse, men and women, and if you're listening on the Internet, and you don't need to be talking to. 
Well, I can push it this far. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm going to stay after work and I'm going to talk to this person or there's, or, or, or there's this flirtation going on or I don't need to be near a computer, let's say, because you have a problem looking at pornography. But I'll just look at I'll just go play with the computer. And you know what God says? Run from that stuff. In verse 14, look what he says. Therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. That word flee means get up and escape. We flirt with temptation. We look at the cookies. We talk to the woman. We talk to the man. We look at that money and that opportunity to cheat or to embezzle. And we play with it in our mind. And God says flee from it. Run from it. Get away from it. Young people... Not many of you here tonight, but man, hear this. Run from the wrong places. Don't go there to begin with, but if you find yourself in the wrong place, leave. You're with some creepy guy or some creepy girl, and you didn't know they were creepy until you got with them? Flee. Call your parents. Call Josh. Call me. I'll send Cindy to get you. We'll take care of it. Now, parents, I'm not, I want you to hear this. Back when I was growing up, you didn't call your parents. You know why? Because your parents were going to kill you for being there in the first place. Hey, give them some grace. If they're in the wrong place and they call you for an escape, you give them a hug and you provide an escape. You ground them the next time, (laughs) but not the first time. God says when you're tempted, don't play with it, don't taste it, don't don't flirt with it. God says you can meet it successfully if you will flee from it, flee from it. Now, here's the last thing he says. And this is in case that he doesn't provide the flee or the exit. God will enable us to endure it. I don't like this as much, but this is just as much a part of the reality of what we're looking at. God will enable us to endure it. Verse 13, the very end of it. But when you're tempted, he will provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. Some scholars say the way out and standing up are are the same things, and they can be. I see them as two different because here's what I see happens. Sometimes God gives you an out. You can just get up and leave. Sometimes you can't. You work with that person who is tempting you, and you can't get a new job. You live with that person or near that person. Or you're going to continue to be around things that that are going to be hard, but you're going to have to be wise with. And you don't necessarily get an escape route. If you don't see an obvious exit where you can get away, what God says is he will enable you to endure it. He will enable you to stand up in the midst of it. Now, now, uh, folks, again, that, that's not, in my opinion, the, the most wonderful option, but that's a very real option. Many of you here tonight can say that you face things. You've been tempted or you face trials, and it didn't go away automatically, did it? I mean, it, it was something that, that continued in your life for a while. But, friend, if you'll stay faithful to God, he'll stay faithful to you, and he will enable you to endure it and make it through. Now, I want to go back, and I want to review real quick what I said earlier. Why is all this important? Here's why it's important. 
<clears throat> you make the wrong decisions with temptation, you can ruin your marriage. You, you young people or you people who aren't married, you, you, you can ruin yourself before marriage. You can ruin your reputation. You can definitely hurt your Christian witness. You can lose your job. You, again, you can spend time in Angola State University. And that is a free university. Do you know that? You can go there for free. It's so crucial how we deal with this stuff. And I want to challenge you tonight in the, in, the, in the closing moments here to make a decision to handle your temptations right. It all goes back to your relationship with God. If you're not a Christian in just a moment, if you're not sure you are, you come, give your life to Christ. We'll be down here waiting on you. Let us help you cross that line with Jesus. Maybe you'd like to join the church. Come and do that this evening if you're not a member. Every Christian here, from the oldest to the youngest, you need to make a decision tonight that you're going to deal with temptation God's way. Whether it's where you're standing or whether it's at the altar. I want to ask you to stand. And as Wayne leads us as we sing, respond to him. Respond to Christ tonight.